girls one ghost two girls one ghost <laughs> that's gonna be your job every time we start recording and so far you've done it every time and i feel like i make a very creepy face every time i do it because i like get no, into you're character smiling. <laughs> you're like smiling but your eyes go dead which is the creepy part <laughs> <laughs> anyway i'm i'm corinne and i'm sabrina um i have so much to tell you corinne this is I'm so excited that we were doing this podcast because I actually think about it every day. Me too. I was thinking about it on my drive back from class today. And I was like, this is the thing. Like, I'm so stressed about everything else. And I'm honestly on the verge of like a mental breakdown <laughs> oh, no. and crying. But this is the one thing where I'm like, okay, this is what I'm excited for. It's like when people schedule, this is our version of scheduling out like a block of time. That's like me time. Yeah, you know? this is, this is, this is our time. This is our time. Two girls, one ghost time. (laughs) (laughs) I literally wrote down, I have like things to tell you because I went to dinner last weekend. It was with Nick's friends and the whole, like for a good 45 minutes, we talked about ghosts and ghost stories. And (gasps) this is my dream. It was amazing. My dream dinner. It was amazing. And uh, I have new guests that we could put on our episode. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm really excited. So into it. (laughs) <laughs> but I was just so excited that like this is becoming so much a part of my life and I know speaking of and that I actually enjoy doing the research like I put I put the podcast before your homework as a priority yeah before <laughs> my homework that's why you're super stressed out with your homework all the time 15 page paper due 45 minute presentation midterm next week Shh, I'm gonna do research research on ghosts goes. uh <laughs> so this week is caught on tape I went down a black hole, Corinne. I was watching terrifying YouTube videos on my couch for like four hours on <laughs> Sunday, and I was, I was ter- like terrified. I was scaring myself because a lot of the <laughs> caught on tape footage is just like janky B-roll footage that anyone's filming in like weird, creepy areas, like in yeah. a abandoned car lot. And do you watch with the sound on? No, I I was, and then I was like, I can't do this. And then I yeah, started – I can't do that. You know how on YouTube if you, like, kind of touch on the bar with your mouse – Yes. And you can see images? That is exactly the same <laughs> thing I do. So you go ahead of yourself, so yep. it's tiny. And then so you see the scared. circle where the ghost is going to pop up. Exactly. <laughs> I do the same thing. And it's too scary. It's so scary. And I was talking to a coworker. Again, this is another thing of ghost stuff becoming a part of my life every day. There's, I guess there's a, I don't know what it's called. It's like a thing that our brains do. It's called pareidolia, but it's where our brains trick ourselves into seeing things that aren't really there in photos or in, in the real world. Oh, yeah. Wait, I was reading. It wasn't about that, but it was something about the eyes. Because remember last week, once we stopped recording, I told you that I f- – had read some articles saying there was something to do like the peripheral right yeah with like how your body is structured and like made yeah your peripheral vision picking up on something so i tried to find that article again and i basically only found things that said the opposite (laughs) it was it was going off of that how like your 
your mind is always looking for patterns and like facial recognition and stuff. So you'll, you'll miss spot things or like misrecognize. Yeah. Are those words? I don't know. But yeah. Um, so I feel like that's what I was doing in every picture and every video that I was watching and looking at. (laughs) Some of the ones that I found, I couldn't actually see where the ghost was. Really? Yeah. I went through like, there was one article that was like 50 caught on, or no, oh, it was, it was when I talk about mine. It was basically like there's this really haunted place. I'm going to focus on just one ghost, but there's a really haunted place. And there was just a ton of photos from this place. And I was like, it was like, oh, ghost scene here. And I'm like, dude, but where's the ghost in this photo? Like some were really clear and others I was like, what, where? Do you want to go? Do you want to just tell me about it? I'm like, I'm so curious. Wait, but what are all the things that you said that you have to talk about? I told you already. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got you excited, and now it's such a letdown that my exciting news wasn't that exciting to you. No, it is. It's It's just you had so much enthusiasm, and you said, I have a bunch of things to tell you. Well, I think it's because it's just pent up. I've been wanting to tell you. Many, (laughs) many. I've been wanting to tell you for a week, so I feel like it just felt like so much because I had just been holding on to it for so long. Okay, I'm sorry. I totally, like, did not pump you up as much as I should have. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> no, yeah, it's fine. I just thought fine. that there was some, like, build up, build up, build up. Yeah, yeah. No. Nope. Oh, wait, but there is something that I had mentioned to you again after we had finished recording last week, and I told you that I would find the info on it, how I had seen that there was a posting for a nanny uh, to work at, for a family that lived in a paranormal house. What? Wait. Or a house with paranormal activity. Did you already forget that I told you Yes, that? <laughs> and I'm glad because I'm really excited hearing it again. <laughs> okay, so a few weeks ago I saw some link somewhere that was like they're looking for – this family is looking for a nanny for their two kids. It's a beautiful home in Scotland. It's on a bunch of land. They said it's like very spacious with spectacular views. That's how they described it. You get your own room. You get – your own kitchen, you get $64,000 a year, 28 vacation days, and eight UK holidays. How God could you ever turn that down? In Europe, right? But then the catch was that it's a haunted house. That's so, not a catch. Unless, like, the ghost is going to kill you. Well, okay, so I don't really know all the details, but the parents are out of town a few nights a week for work. So, like, basically the nanny, the live-in nanny would be responsible for – maybe the better half of the week and, like, be alone in the house with just the mm. five-year-old and the seven-year-old. And it in the past however many years – because they bought the house 10 years ago. And when they bought the house um, – I forget – I don't know who, but they were warned. They, like, were told that it's haunted. And they were like, oh, well, you know, look on the bright side. We'll take our chances. We'll be optimistic here. And they said that they've never had any experiences and nothing's ever happened – while they were in town, but when they go out of town, the nannies have reported a bunch of supernatural experiences, like furniture moving, strange noises. They said glass that's so for weird. no reason. Yeah, so they've had five nannies quit. So that's why they posted and they were like, this is haunted. We're looking for someone who's okay with this. But it's crazy that our- the parents themselves have not experienced anything. I know. And it's almost, yeah, that's what's even And it's weird. just it's the like, nannies. It's like the ghost in the... 
in the house is like chill with the parents and then just doesn't want them to leave maybe yeah maybe it's a child and it's like don't go oh my gosh and like they're attached to the parents yeah I it has abandonment issues yeah but yeah but also think about what's even sadder maybe too is that the five and seven year old that are living they keep losing their caretakers so that's why these people their parents posted and were like we need someone who's gonna like you know stick around Someone who uh, is named Corinne with some sage and can suck it up. Dude, I would sleep in the kids' beds with them every night. Screw (laughs) my own room. Screw my own kitchen. F that. I need to be holding someone's hand the entire time. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you're not the best person for that job. No, because it sounds like – because at my house it's different, you know? Yeah. Like, there's stuff here and there, but it seems like this was a lot and, like, pretty intense things. Glass That's breaking crazy. for no reason and furniture moving itself is a little different than just, like, seeing things or hearing That's things. That's true. Like, at my house. Oh, speaking so. of, like, things moving, uh, I put on our list we should do a podcast about phantom objects and how ghosts use objects to make their presence known. I'm into that. Wouldn't that be cool? Add it to our category list. Woo! We have so many. <laughs> I have anxiety right now. I need to stand up because you're standing up. Oh, well, yeah, I've been sitting all day. I have to. And I keep moving. I'm like such a wiggler when I'm... But now I feel like more on the same page as you. Yeah. Let the energy flow. Yeah. Now I have to move around. Um, Should I go? Yeah. I'm excited to hear. Okay. Picture this. 1565. The Spanish ship heads for Florida. This is, like, back in the day when everyone was boating around and finding land and stuff. (laughs) So the Spanish head out to Florida, and when they arrive, they founded St. Augustine, which is still a town in Florida. So it was the capital of Spanish Florida for over 200 years. The British took it over for a second. Spanish, whatever. They just – it kept changing powers, and then finally the U.S. got it – and then they kept St. Augustine as the capital until 1824. So it's been in a lot of hands. The Spanish had it. The English had it. There are obviously Native Americans there. Slavery was in the South. All this stuff. And then it became a part of the U.S. So everyone, the melting pot of people. So many people have been there. And it's been around for a long time. So St. Augustine is supposed to be one of the most haunted places And specifically, I focused on Castillo de San Marcos, which is this fortress that they built. It's 20, it's still standing today. Like we can go visit it, but it's 28 feet tall. And some of the walls are as thick as like 19 feet. So it's pretty freaking thick. I feel like we're going to have to do a road trip across the U.S. and just stop at all the places we talk about. Yeah, I want to go here. This actually looked really cool. And it's also Florida, so there's like beaches and stuff. But yeah, we can make a vacation of cool. it. <laughs> yeah, because right now it's like you can go. It's a tourist attraction. Oh, really? Basically, you can walk through the ruins. They have the whole town, and it still has that really European feel, and there's all these pubs. So um, basically, the reason that they built that fort with the moat and the big entrance and thick walls is because that became sort of like a trade route, and then also they were, like, bringing treasures over from Spain and whatever – Obviously, what does treasure mean? Ghosts. Pirate oh. pirates. <laughs> pirates. Pirate ghosts. Sabrina. Ghost pirates. 
so there are pirates. Um, <laughs> so that's who I'm focusing on is one of the pirates. Awesome. But there is, there's a ton of, there are a lot of other ghosts that are on the property. People have said that they've seen not only pirates, but they've seen soldiers. Someone said that they saw a soldier that was spotted inside the cannon, like, room or whatever, and other soldiers cool. looking out to sea. Um, slaves there's have probably been so, Yeah, seen. there's so many people who have that, that have gone in and out yeah. of there. People also reported a Native American man spot, spotted, like, floating around the fort, which makes sense, too, because um, this town was where there was an Indian, the Seminole Indian War of Whoa. 1834. So it was the Native Americans. Um, we're in a war because a lot of them were captured and held prisoner in Castillo. Uh, what's it called? Castillo de San Marcos. Jeez. A lot of them passed away, including multiple chiefs. There were a bunch of Native American chiefs that were captured or killed on site. So, um, yeah, there's just a lot of hauntings. And then also people that go into the dungeon say that cold, they feel cold hands touch them. Which I'm like, fuck that. Touch oh me. my gosh. Yeah. That's the scary thing. That's I just want to know what that means. That. What is what do cold hands touching you in a dungeon mean? I don't know. What is the ghost trying to do? Is it a gentle touch? Is it a push? Is it I don't know. Is it from a prisoner? Is it from a guard, you know? We'll have to go and we'll find out. We'll find out. But one of the most famous ghosts there, which is the one that there's a picture of, he was caught on tape. His name was Andrew Ranson, and he was an English pirate. So he was born in 1650 in England, and then he signed up some 30, 40 years later. Um, I don't know the info of his earlier pirate career, but basically <laughs> he signed up to go raid Spanish Florida. Right. So. He goes off on his little pirate ship. There's a bunch of other pirates coming there in this big fleet. And then a storm hits when they're close by. So they hang out. They wait for it to go away. Um, and then once the storm clears a little bit, some of the ships have pieced out. And then the remaining ships, which included Andrew Ranson, they're like, ah, shit, we need some supplies. We need water. We need food. Let's, like, get ready before we try to head to St. Augustine and, like, attack the area. Mm -hmm. So Andrew is one of the ones that goes ashore on the smaller boats to go get supplies. And they go and they start tormenting the locals. They're beating them up. They're asking them for info, like, about the settlements, about where the treasures are. Um, Pirates the whole are time, crazy. They are. They're freaking psycho. It's like, you... You're planning on raiding someplace and you need food, so be a little discreet for a second. Right? And also, I feel that pirates could just be charming. Why don't you go in there and charm the shit out of people and get what you want that way? Why do you have to torture them? Exactly. It's like Jack Sparrow. Exactly. Why can't you be like Jack Sparrow? Come on. Actually, part of the reason that I chose this ghost was because he kind of has like a little Johnny Depp, Sweeney Todd Is he hot? On. I thought he was hot. Can I see a picture? <laughs> Do you have a picture? No, but I'll show it to you. You'll have to send it to me later. Yeah, I will. But what a hot yeah. ghost. No, I felt it was, it's just a prof, his profile, but his hair was kind of like pushed up. I don't know. I thought he was cute. I was like, I know he's just a ghost. Yeah. I mean, maybe I wouldn't have thought he was sexy at the time because he was freaking insane. He, he was torturing people. But, but, but maybe Andrew, you would have met him or he would have met you. Good looking. And he would have. 
stop maybe i would have been a pirate oh that's true maybe you would have been, been a hot pirate couple yeah man Get torturing me people together i'm too lazy to be a pirate i would like do the i'll stay on the ship yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'll go hang on the beaches do a little sightseeing and then just whistle call me back when we're ready to go yep they won't make you walk the plank or anything for that. Yeah. And the other thing I was thinking about was because there were all these things about how they were grabbing people and yelling at them and capturing them and whatever. But that's you know, still, that's the 1600s. People didn't brush their teeth. So were people yeah. grabbing each other and like breathing their stinky pirate breath on each other? Like what's happening? Yuck. It really grossed me out. I was like, I'd probably just throw up right there. But I mean, <laughs> just for smelling their there. breath. Yeah, they'd be like, where's the trash on? I'd be like, Bleh. You've killed me. You've killed Take everything me, I own. <laughs> yeah, but Ranson was a bad guy. So as he's harassing the locals, even though he's supposed to be going and grabbing water and food, uh, 50 sh- soldiers ended up ambushing him and the other pirates that were on shore, and they captured them. Okay, serves them right. <coughs> yeah, I mean, can't get away with everything, right. so... Then they made Andrew Ranson go to the beach and call the larger ships back in, like, yoo-hoo, like, we're ready to capture, come on in. So the ships start coming, but then they kind of grew a little bit more weary as they got closer and closer, and then finally they were like, F this, something's wrong with the situation, and then they pieced out. So the captured pirates were then taken to St. Augustine, where they were tortured and interrogated, uh, and all of the pirates except Andrew were sentenced to undefined period of, like, time and like labor but then it was later reduced to 10 years but andrew ranson was considered the ringleader so he was sentenced to death so they wanted to execute him wow and kind of the messed up i know and the messed up thing about he got left behind too he did but i mean that was his own choice to be with the pirates right this is why you could never be and to draw a 10 i couldn't i couldn't marry andrew because i think he's a dumbass and he's unreliable. He's unreliable. He's only yeah. out for himself. No, he's too selfish. He doesn't deserve you, Corinne. You deserve better than that. Thank you. <laughs> Who cares I'm if he's so cute? True. He has a bad personality. Rather be with Blackbeard. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so he gets sentenced to be executed. But in Spain, instead of just hanging the prisoner, they do this thing where they tie a rope around your neck and then they put this like metal crank attached to the rope and then they just crank it so it's like getting tighter and tighter like twisting around your neck until you're slowly suffocated to death oh my god so that is what they did to him and he before he was executed he was like pleading with um the franciscans which are a group of the catholic church saying that he was innocent and to help him out and everything and then Nothing came of it, and he went to get executed, and the crank was done five times, and he seemed to stop breathing, but the executioner was like, you know what, I'm going to put one more crank in for good measure. So he does that, and the rope snaps. It just breaks. And then Ranson falls down, and people crowd around him, and he's still breathing. He's alive. And so the Franciscans, even though the governor was like, we still have to execute him. The Franciscans refused, and they were, like, protecting him. And they're like, it's a miracle. So that kind of created a little bit of ble- bad blood. That happened. The governor wasn't very happy, but he stayed alive. And then a new governor came in. He arrived. And then his focus was on finishing building the Castillo um, de San Marcos. And so 
Ranson was like, here's my opportunity. He went up to the governor and was like, hey, yo, I'm a trained engineer and carpenter. So if you take the death penalty off for me, I'll help you build this fortress. So he was like, yeah, sure. That sounds cool. He still has a broken neck or it it got fixed? No, it never broke. He was just like, he seemed like he was suffocating. And then the ropes, his neck didn't snap. The rope snapped. So it let him, it let him go. It released him. And then he like, was like. You know, Gasping for air. Oh, my gosh. Still alive. So, yeah, he – and then everyone's like, it's a miracle because I should have died. So then they let him live, basically, because he made also this deal with the new governor. And then also kind of a bit of a traitor because in addition to helping build the fortress, he helped the Spanish when they were capturing and interrogating English prisoners because he was from England. Wow. And obviously See, bilingual, it's, so – It's all about <laughs> – Who's who has the best offer? Yep, exactly. And he's a pirate. He doesn't have morals. No, I shouldn't say that because people that maybe that are pirates. I don't know. I can say that they they ain't shit. <laughs> anyway, oh. I always feel like someone's gonna get offended. But who was a pirate that's gonna be listening also, to this? Who cares? They should have lived my sixth grade year. Then they're not gonna be complaining about anything. But hey, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, you know, if I had Andrew Ranson by my side, no one would be fucking with me. No, except for him. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I guess we can't trust him. But so after he helps build the castle and whatever, there's no more record of him. Like, don't know how he died. Don't know what happened. Just done. Records are done. But we know Mm -hmm. that he's still in the castle because there was... There have been many sightings of him. People have seen him numerous times around the castle area. Both locals and tourists have seen him. But the picture that was taken was taken by a visitor in 2008 who was participating in one of the paranormal events because they have a bunch of, like, events around the castle. You can do, like, tours. You can do – they have a bunch of, like, pirate-themed stuff and haunted stuff. So they were doing one of the paranormal things. Um, and they just snapped a picture. So there's some people from the tour in the picture. And all of a sudden, there's him just, like, right to the left. And she said, the person who snapped the picture and other people around there were like, there was no one that was on the left side of the frame. No one was standing there. No one was in costume. But in this photo, there is, like, a ghostly figure who's tall. I think he's hot. And he's got his hair pushed up, and he's got this, like, ruffled white collar, which is, like, a period piece of that time. Um, So, yeah, they saw him. It's just the – and it's a pretty clear photo. Like, I chose it mostly because it was one of the clearer photos, but then also because I thought he was attractive. (laughs) So, both reasons. Um, But, yeah, so when you see the photo, you'll have mixed feelings. I'm excited to see how sexy he is. It almost makes it less scary because you're like, because oh, attractive. if you showed up in my hotel room. That's also what they said about, like, Ted Bundy and a lot of serial killers. Like, they're charming and attractive. Yeah. Oh, also, there is one more. It's not related to this, but I wanted to remember to tell you. It was, like, sophomore year, maybe, of college, and Brianna's friend Bridget had been babysitting a family back in Chicago. And... She said that – or she, like, took a picture of the little kid that she was babysitting the little girl. She was, like, eight years old, nine years old, whatever. Maybe middle school. I don't remember. And then she notices in the background there's a guy with a briefcase. 
And so she's like, what the fuck? So she's, I have never met her, but Brianna says she's, like, kind of tough, like, definitely not afraid of much. So she, like, goes and scans around the house thinking someone broke in. She was like, oh, my God, there's an intruder. So she's going around, going around, and then doesn't find anyone. And then later on, when the parents got back, she told them, they're like, oh, yeah, we have some activity here and there. That's so terrifying. Then she sends the photo to Brianna, and we're all looking at it, and it's very clear. And Brianna doesn't have the photo anymore because it was really, really That's scary. Terrifying. But it's like the guy in the back with this, he's in a black suit and has a briefcase, and we're all staring at it, and we're like, whoa. And then I'm like really looking at the camera, and I start looking like all around, just like cur- curious about what their house looks like. Like, oh, maybe they have antiques or whatever. Right. And then I said, wait, who's the person at the stove? And no one had noticed, except for me at this one moment, that there was another ghost. And I had been staring at the photo for, like, 20 minutes. So, like, it was... Oh, my gosh. Your eye goes directly to the guy that's right in the background with the briefcase because he's right next to the little girl's, like, head, basically. Like, right behind her. But if you go to the left, there's basically, like, a headless... It's probably, like, a woman... I feel, like, very spooked out right now. Me too. I I, I keep looking. I'm in a very small office, and, like, my door is closed, and there's no one else on my floor. Everyone's (laughs) home. I have, like, full-on chills, and I'm scared my bookshelf's gonna, like, fall down on me or something. (laughs) I'm having a mini breakdown at school. (laughs) Hey, though, this is a good story, then. (laughs) This is a really good story. You look a little more shiny than you were a few moments ago. (laughs) Sweating a little bit. I'm totally freaking out. Fine. <laughs> okay, but anyway, there's so there was this woman that was in sweatpants cooking at the stove. So we theorized that maybe they died overnight or something mm. together, like carbon monoxide poisoning or something. And then they're continuing to go through their morning routine. She gets up, makes some and breakfast, he goes to work. Wow. But yeah, so she has that photo and we're like, oh my God, ghost caught on camera, this guy in the back. And then I was like hardcore looking at it. I was like, wait a second. There's another one. Oh my gosh, it's really scary. This is this is also a perfect transition to my story because I kind of did I did a story about one specific ghost, but I also did a story about the photographer who captured the photo because he is a paranormal investigator and a paranormal photographer. And the first, oh, oh my god. Oh, sorry. You put your oh arm gosh. up and it wasn't in I'm the frame like and it scared me. I'm actually freaking out. Sorry. <laughs> I can never record okay, again from just, a place where no one's here. Just just stand still. Don't make any sudden movements. <laughs> don't make any comments if you see anything behind okay, me. Just me too. let it go. <laughs> I, actually, no. Tell me. I'm going to, like, run out of here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to leave everything behind. It will be payback for when you were, like, your closet's <laughs> open. I was like, yeah, that's fair. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay, so that's okay. Basically, the photographer I did, his name is Tom Halstead, and the first photo he took was well, not the first photo ever, but he took a photo in August of 2003 in his mom's basement when he was replacing the hot water heater, and he didn't look at it for a long time. But when he looked at it, he like there's in the corner. Oh my gosh, I'm freaking myself out by looking at this photo. I'm already scared. In the corner, too. he sees a. I don't, I can't he even see like, it. <laughs> he sees a, a, like a man <laughs> holding a briefcase and it kind of looked like an old fashioned doctor holding a, um, like a doctor medical bag. Um, uh-huh. and that sparked his entire fascination with the paranormal. And then he went on this journey of becoming a paranormal investigator and a photographer. And so he 
has gone to so many places over the years. He passed away actually in 2013, but he went to a ton of different places. There's, I'll send you this link, but there are tons of photos. He's shadows on a hill where it's a lake and in the background, it's a bunch of trees and you just see human figure shadows. No, I'm sorry. <gasps> oh, I do not I like and that. It was just him and another guy. Oh, there were no people me... there. And it's terrifying. My whole body I know, just I reacted. Kind of feel like I, need... I had like this visceral I like cringe. I need to skip over some of talking about the photos he took in the past. But I'll talk about the one that I got interested in. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> and then I'll just research yeah, him yeah, on my I'll own send in you the daylight. Because it's terrifying. Uh, so he took a photo of. Uh, at Waverly Hills Sanator- Sanatorium. And I'll, do, I'll give you a history about that. In it. I feel like I've heard of the most haunted place. places in the U.S. And they, uh, Ghost Hunters did an episode there. Uh, a bunch of different shows have done episodes there. Uh, but he took a photo September 10th, 2006, during an overnight investigation of the facility by Missouri, Missouri Paranormal Research. Uh, the photo was taken on the fifth floor around 7 a.m. So the f- 7 a.m. So was it so light out? It's like kind of when sunrise is happening. And yeah, I'll give you more background of the, the facility and why it, it makes sense that the ghost is in the picture at this time. But it's I'll show you the picture. It's a picture of a hallway. What the fuck? And there's that's so, so clear. clear. There's woman. a woman yeah, looking so at picture, you. It's a picture basically. of a long hallway. And it's black and white, and there are open doorways on the right-hand side. And then in one of those doorways, there's an apparition of a young woman with dark hair and a white nightgown and night like or dress. I don't know, whatever. So they think it's Mary Lee, who was supposedly a nurse at the facility back when it was a tuber- tuberculosis sanatorium. The place is called Waverly Hills Sanatorium. It's located in Jefferson County, Kentucky. It opened in 1910 as a two-story hospital to accommodate 40 to 50 tuberculosis patients because in 1910, a huge wave of tuberculosis struck Jefferson County and they didn't have enough space in their hospital. So they built a small two-story hospital on this land. And it, like, the outbreak got even worse and worse. So they had to build an even bigger building that ho- ho- that housed 40 more patients. Wait, I... I- don't mean to interrupt, but I wasn't moving. Corinne, stop. Please don't. We'll talk okay, about it we'll after. talk about it a different time. <laughs> I don't... I'm not going to re-listen back to our recording until the daylight, though, because something happened. Stop. But go on. No, but also, I have I have people that live above me, so maybe in my... With my headphones, maybe I can't hear them walking okay. around or something. We That's should stop this podcast is. forever well, now. I'm too scared. <laughs> Okay, I'm wait, sorry, okay, go I'm fine, on, I'm fine. Go totally on. fine. Uh, I'm just going to light my sage right now. I wish I had some sage right now. Okay, what was I saying? Oh, so uh, they, uh, they extended the <laughs> hospital to house more patients, and they built a children's pavilion because there were so many sick children. But they were so stupid, they added – so they added this children's pavilion, but it wasn't only for sick children. They put children of sick patients who could not care for their children otherwise in that facility with the sick children. And TB – tuberculosis what? is spread through the air. So it was yeah, so stupid. So they, I mean, maybe they didn't know. I don't know. Whatever. But 
Yeah, they must not. They put healthy kids know. with the sick like, kids, hey. so they probably all got sick again. And For then sure. the space again still wasn't big enough, so they built another five story building that could house 400 or more patients, which opened in 1926. Uh, so basically from 1910 until 1961, this facility was open and dealing with sick t- patients with just tuberculosis. It was only a tuber- tuberculosis sanatorium. It said oh, that wow. over 6,000 patients died in, or 6,000 people died in that sanatorium. And there were points where there was, the death toll was Jeez. so high that they had this massive death chute that was just like, it's like basically an open pit where they would <gasps> dump. It's like it seriously was. They would just dump bodies in it, and it they would fall into like a crate that basically would be rolled to a train to like to go be burnt, which is terrifying. Oh, so uh, no one like they didn't just families didn't like claim their maybe everyone was just dying. I don't sick know family I, members. I, I don't know. It said that people people were dying Some at a rate of grave. one person every three days. That's a lot. That's maybe. Not to be pessimistic, but we do have a population problem right now. So you're calling for tuberculosis to come back? (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) We have the shots. We're okay. Um, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I feel like I'm doing a lot of tuberculosis cases. Yeah, the Stanley Hotel, the guy. Just stick with the theme. Every ghost I talk about has tuberculosis. Uh, (laughs) And then I get tuberculosis and die. (laughs) <laughs> no uh the worst ending if anything i'm gonna die out of fear from this podcast uh, <laughs> uh so because there is no actual treatment for tuberculosis at the time they were doing experimental uh, treatments such as rib removal and surgical inflation of the lungs by inserting balloons so people were dying from those people were dying from tuberculosis and Mary Lee, who was a nurse, got pregnant by one of the tuberculosis doctors and then contracted the disease. And so then she committed suicide. Yeah. And the oh reason. Well, I don't. Wouldn't you, though? Like, I might yeah. too. If your life is watching all these people die this yep. painful death. And then you know, and you now you have child who suffer. And that you? was. The best broken English sentence I've ever... (laughs) And now you have child in you. (laughs) I would maybe do the same. I feel you, Mary. So Mary hung herself in her room. And so that's why they think it's... Well, that's one of the reasons they think it's Mary Lee on that floor. But also they found a photo when the hospital first closed. They found a photo of of a young girl... And on the back of it said it said "Love Mary Lee," and it looks very similar to this woman. Oh, yeah. So that's like even more confirmation that it's most yeah. likely her. But who knows? I mean, who knows if her name's actually Mary that's Lee? Such a clear I know. photo. I know. That's freaky. Yeah. That's my story, and I. That was and I'm really, really scared one. because now I have to play Adrian's recording. I know. Oh, shit. Which I listened to and it's awesome. And it's – should I just play it? Yeah, play it. I'm ready. Wait, so should we give a little background yeah. first? So yeah, Adrian is – she is a big YouTube personality. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah, right. She's YouTube a YouTube star. star. Her name's Adrian Finch. She's – I think she's probably the hardest working person I know. Yeah, she's always yeah. busy. So she sent me two recordings. The first one is about – uh, 
the ghost experiences that she's had in her apartment. And then the second one is catching it on tape. Okay. Okay. Ready? Ah! I'm ready. My apartment's definitely haunted or I'm haunted. I can't decide which it is because I feel like everywhere I go, weird stuff happens. And it all started when Olivia Gray, I won't name her name. It all started when my roommate last (laughs) year in the summer was playing with a Ouija board and I interrupted it because I had no idea they were doing it. And I came down in the middle of it in the pitch black and started talking to them. And I swear ever since then I've been haunted, but it's cool because I don't think anyone (laughs) is mad at me. I think they just are somehow following me. So yeah, in my apartment, well, first of all, the doors just slam automatically like all the time, but I think that may have to do with wind, but who knows? Maybe it doesn't. Um, secondly, <laughs> all of the time, I'll She's lock so the door and I'll like look at it again and it'll be unlocked. And no one unlocked it. No one came in or out. And that's really weird. Thirdly, uh, my roommate Haley said she had a stain, like a toothpaste stain, <laughs> toothpaste on her sheets. I think like a drool stain or something. <laughs> Hold on. Let me re-say that. <laughs> My roommate said she had a stain on her bed sheet, on her fitted sheet. And one day she was going to do her laundry. So she took off all the blankets and the sheets, but left the fitted sheet on, went down to take the first load to the washer, came back up, and she could swear on her life that the stain went from the upper right corner of the bed to the lower left. So it's as if someone just came and, like, switched the sheet around when she was taking off the stuff. So that was really weird. And she, like, swears on her life about that. And I think there's I more. I just that. can't remember. Let me think. <laughs> so that's it. And then I'll tell you, and then I'll play the. That's so, so scary. scary. And this is her experience of catching it on tape. Yeah, which is yeah. why we wanted her to be on this episode. All right. So I was packing for a trip and classic me, it's 2 a.m. Super last minute packing. My room is pretty dark. I think I have one light on and I'm vlogging this process because obviously I put my whole life on YouTube. So I'm vlogging, which basically just means I have a camera in front of me. Um, and it's pointing towards me. So there's a display screen that I see like a selfie camera. So I didn't notice anything whatsoever in my room. I felt totally fine. It was a totally ordinary evening. And then I went out of town. I was in Florida and this is about a week later. I go to edit that vlog from when I was home And I pull up all the footage and I'm editing along until all of a sudden I get to that clip. And as I play the clip, I go, hold on a second. What is that in the reflection of my TV? What is that? So basically I was facing away from my TV. It was me, TV behind me and vlog camera facing me. So as you can imagine in the frame of the video, it was me and the TV was right behind me. And It appeared that in the reflection of the TV screen, there was like a figure that totally looked like a person and it freaked me the heck out when I saw that. And honestly, I'm just thankful that I wasn't in my apartment in LA when I was watching the footage because I would have gotten so freaked out. I was in Florida and I seriously replayed and replayed and replayed it. And I was like, how, what is that? Like, what could it be? I was trying to make up every possible logical explanation for what that was. And I still to this day just have no idea because there was nothing on my bed. I literally flipped the camera around, showed everything. Like there wasn't anything there. So I have no idea what it is, but um, yeah, I officially caught a ghost on camera. So that's fun. <laughs> yeah. And that picture is terrifying. It is 100%. It is. We can post it. We'll post it on our Instagram. Yes, we have to. Because she posted, she a, posted video a video about, about it. it. I don't know if she made it 
public on know. her YouTube, but it's on it's Facebook. It's terrifying. She Because we commented on it and we were like, you have to be There's on There's a straight up black shape like a human. Yeah, and it's almost like leaning yes. over, sort of. Ooh. Like leaning down. It's terrifying. Uh, and then after she sent it me the, those two recordings, she sent me a video. I mean, there's nothing in it really, but apparently she was sitting in a Starbucks and apparently on the Starbucks shelf, this bag of coffee just went flying off the shelf right in front Are of her. Are you shitting me? Dude, Adrian is... For sure and haunted. The whole backstory of walking in on Liv when they were doing a Ouija board totally makes sense. It atta- yeah. attached onto her. Also, I'm going to yell at Liv for doing a Ouija board because why? <laughs> I know. Yes, that's I so dumb. I finally come around to never wanting to do it because of how terrified I am of all this stuff now. Yeah, because of because you're opening up a door. You're welcoming. You're opening up yourself. I feel like we're doing that by doing For this something podcast, to come in. Though. No, okay, we're, we're not. not. Stop. Right. I have to walk through a terrifyingly creepy old studio building. <laughs> a haunted old I Hollywood also have more lot. work to do, but I think I'm just going to go home and do it and be with Leia because I feel safer there. I, I, I don't think I've ever been this cold before. No, I only say it because I've just scared myself so much. It's oh, not, oh, oh, it's okay. not. I don't feel like anything's around me. I just feel scared. Yeah. I'm sweating. <laughs> You and I have the opposite. Out of, like, nervousness yeah. and maybe standing. I get, like, nervous <laughs> chills. You get nervous sweats. Yeah. I'm, like, I thought about it. I was, like, I should take my shirt off. But I didn't want to do the podcast. This is why I'm sad that you're not here. Halfway in between. I was, like, do I? <laughs> oh. Don't make me you more sad. You could have kept me warm if we were recording I, uh, together. I know. I so wish that we were just, like, on the same couch me recording. Too. Like, in the oh, first that episode. So nice. Dude, Andrew. <laughs> gonna be in my dreams uh um what should we do next week oh wait we're doing dreams right yeah that's what we decided last week didn't we so we're gonna do our own personal stories but i think we should find maybe small mini dream stories yeah we could we definitely could um everyone should follow us like us email us tell us your stories we want to read your ghost stories and freak ourselves out even more yeah, because, I mean, like with Adrian's recording, it's even scarier when yeah. you hear someone else talk about yes. it. That's what we like. So subscribe, rate us. What's Our our email is twogirlsoneghostpodcast at gmail.com. And we yep. are... Instagram handle is just twogirlsoneghost. Oh, and before we forget, we wanted to say thank you to a few people who have helped us with uh, creating our music and our logo for our podcast so thank you thank you thank you to the awesome badass arms akimbo who everyone should go listen to their music they are rock stars yeah i mean just listening to our intro music i listen to it all the time i play it without playing the rest of our podcast i just listen to the intro music because i'm like god they're gonna be famous one day and they're they're doing our intro music (laughs) they absolutely will be famous one day and they're um, also just great guys. Everyone, they're yeah, they're the best. We went to school with them, and they did us a huge solid in helping and yeah. creating this for us. So thank you, times. Thank a you, thank million. you, thank you. Yeah, uh, and then thank you to our friend Emma. Yes, our our Photoshop certified friend Emma, who helped us with the logo. Yeah, she's very talented yeah very quickly gosh too. We i love like, hey, having we talented need a Ouija friends. board logo and she just whipped one out so 
Thank you, Emma. I wish I knew how to work Photoshop. I don't know. How. I mean, yeah. I would definitely look way prettier in pictures if I did. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. It's just you get you get what you get with me. <laughs> oh, Corinne, you're beautiful. So are you, Sabrina, and so is everyone that helps us with the podcast and listens and rates and subscribes. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. See ya. We'll see you on the on other, other side. side.